Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning, and indeed, I am quite excited today. We have gone through so many heavy topics in the last couple of weeks. We've spoken about trauma, about post-COVID living. We're always so heavy, and today we decided to uh, veer out of our natural natural habitat and actually um, discuss with you something very light. And um, Faggy is here to discuss it with me. Faggy, you want to give an introduction? And I, what I love about today, Adel, is that we're mm-hmm. not giving our own recipes. We <laughs> actually have someone that creates recipes giving them. Yeah. We were speaking. It's Erev Shavuot. It's Wednesday morning. And um, tomorrow night, we are starting the Festival of Shavuot. It's an eating fest. And um, I'm actually sitting with a pen and paper in front of me. And I'm trying to work out what it is that I can make that's delicious and Nutritious. Nutritious and healthy <laughs> and healthy Peggy. Healthy Peggy. I've got to tell you that when I started my health journey many, many years ago, in fact, probably about 32 years ago, was the first time that I met a homeopath. My son was sick and he put us on a diet. I came home and for about the first week, all we did was eat rice cakes. And that's all my son ate. I went and ordered a big 48 <laughs> carton box of Bacardi rice cakes. When he was hungry, I gave him rice cakes because that's the only thing that I knew that was healthy. I had absolutely no clue that you can eat and you can enjoy your food and it can be healthy. And so we decided today to uh, uh, give you a little bit of encouragement and maybe give you a couple of ideas. And so we are privileged to have Sharon Glass, a well, well known name in the South African community. She's a chef. She's a foodie. She's an author and a TV personality, and she's obviously gained a loyal following with her simple, fuss-free approach to food, and we know that she has nine phenomenally successful self-published cookbooks that have been distributed worldwide. Her travels around the world have inspired her to translate a variety of culinary influences into her recipes, and as always, Sharon has believed in achieving optimal balance between taste and nutrition and follows trends in cooking constantly, updating her recipes to include healthy options for anyone with dietary requirements using the freshest, most readily available, and economical options. So this is a must-listen for all of you that are running around trying to shop and trying to work out Shavuot. We're going to give you that boost, and we want to say thank you to Sharon, who's actually broadcasting from from her holiday. I'm not going to tell tell her where, otherwise she's going to be bombarded bombarded when she goes for a walk outside her apartment. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, morning. Thank you for joining us. It's 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 going to be a great pleasure. I hope because I hope you're going to help me finish my list of what I what it is. We all have our pens and papers ready to see what what ingredients we need for our recipes. So. Let's, let's just, let's just take, take a step back before we get into, into, um, you know, the nitty gritties of what things we can actually make and what, what recipes, you know, we, we can share and, and just discuss like our attitude towards food because I think that that's a big thing. When, when I did start 32 years ago, my attitude was so limited and so boxed that all I could think of was rice cakes. What pointers can you give to, to our listeners, um, about, our attitude towards food and how we should look towards preparing, nourishing, healthy, nutritious food for our family. 
You know, I think the biggest thing is that we are so stressed. We're running around. We're trying to feed everybody and do it in an economical and healthy way. But I think that we need to be aware of what is seasonal, what is good for us, what vegetables work, what we can afford. And for me, I always think of the quickest, easiest things that are available that I can access and what I, what I know is nutritious for my family. Um, I try and make things in advance. And I think that's a lot of the issue is that we, we, we want to do last minute things. Um, I don't buy a lot of ready made meals simply because I don't actually know what goes into them. And everybody has issues, whether it's gluten free or dietary or, um, or uh, lactose intolerant. And at the moment, you know, every family has, has things that they have to worry about. So for me, it's about what's in season, whether it be a fruit, whether it be a vegetable and, I try and use that in my food and add to recipes and create my own things. And that's what it's about. It's about taking regular recipes because we have so much access to everything on Google. I mean, you literally can can press Google and get a recipe, but you need to add or take out whatever works for you. Um, and that's And that's one of the ways that I like to cook. I like to be inspired by going into a store, watching, seeing what there is and what I can create with it. And what my family will eat. So one will eat this. You know the story. One eats this. The other one doesn't mm. eat that. What can we make? You know. Um, it's actually it, interesting because, like, in the, in the old days, also when before I started my health stuff, I used to just go buy the sauces, throw it over the chicken. You know, buy the barbecue sauces, everything that has like all these crazy ingredients in them. Um, and like Adel, you say to try and learn to do something fresh and healthy. Um, it actually tastes a lot better. And it's, it's much more nutritious and you'll end up wanting, wanting the foods that have, you know, the healthy, uh, herbs, coriander's and parsley's and as you say, the things that are, that are in season. Can you make comment, Sharon? You know, I mean, if you look at bottles of ingredients, go ahead. Lots of, I would say if you look at bottles and the ingredients, I think that's a very big important thing that we need to be aware of is what is actually in the bottle. If you look at half the ingredients, you go, there's so much sugar, and sugar is a huge factor in our diets, as well as carbohydrates, and it causes stress. It really does. So we need to look at anti-inflammatory pro- uh, products, things that, that are just available um, from a fresh point of view. And it's about freshness. I'm very, very big into using good oils, um, not saturated fats, into lots of lemon, lots of, I mean, at the moment, we've got so many beautiful citruses available. Um, and that's, and that for me is a big thing. We're talking to Sharon Glass and we are going to be talking about, um, how to that's cook amazing. up a, a nutritious meal. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, 34519 is our SMS line 0618951019 is our telegram number. A reminder also that Faggy and I run a WhatsApp group where we drop just a little thought every single day about your health and to encourage you to seek out different ways because you are ultimately in charge of your health. If you'd like to join that, you can send an email to info at highfm.com. Give us your name and your number. We will gladly join you. It is admin run. So um, though we love would love everybody to have a chat, we don't want our phone pinging. All the time. So it is admin run. You could even leave it on silent and peruse it whenever you want. So you're welcome to join us there. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern.
We're talking to Sharon Glass. And Sharon, before again, we get into how we get to make food. What, what would you say to people when, when, when I know that I, I chat to people about eating healthy, they go, but it's so expensive to eat healthy. You know what? It is expensive, but if you look at things like, um, apples, pears, which are in season and are cheaper, they're full of very good nutrients. So they're full of quercetin. Quercetin is a very good antioxidant. We need to look at anti-inflammatory things. So, I mean, you don't go into a store and you think, okay, that's anti-inflammatory. But spinach, spinach is in, is, is healthy for you. Ricotta cheese is better for you than a harder cheese or, um, when you're making pastas, keep the water that you boil the pasta in to add to your sauce so you don't have to add cream. It creams the sauce. Use tomatoes, lots of tomatoes available at the moment. Roast them. Put them into your sauces. I make my own pasta sauce in, and I make big quantities of it. And that's, I think, another thing. I freeze it so that if I need it, I just take it out the freezer and I've got it access to it. So one of the recipes I've given you is a sliced eggplant parmigiana. So we normally use, you know, we're used to grilling it or frying it, layering it and baking it in one big dish. And the really nice, easy way, and especially I'm the big air fryer user, is to actually fan the fan the, the eggplant with the stem still on. So when you've got that on, what you will do then is lightly salt them so you draw out the water, rinse them well. Um, I've given you the recipes for that actually. Brush them with a bit of olive oil because olive oil is healthy cooking, not on a direct stove. And then bake them in the oven until they softened. Take your ready-made pasta sauce, spread it on each slice. So it's a, it's a, it's a vertical slice, not a horizontal slice, a long one. And then sprinkle a little bit of mozzarella or a mozzarella slice, some fresh basil. I love fresh basil. And in winter, even though it's not as, it's, it's not so readily available, grow it all the time. Then just a little basil leaf in the middle. Um, and some parmesan cheese, and you can actually make it the day before and then bake it the next day. And it's it's about an hour of, in total of cooking, but it is so delicious, and that is that's nutritious because you've made your own pasta sauce. It's literally just cooking it down with no onion, although onions are very good for you. And I know people don't eat onions because they get stomach problems, but, you know, if you put onion in boiling water for a minute, it actually takes out all the sulfur in it, so it doesn't affect your stomach, and it doesn't really affect the cooking. So that's what I do. I chop my onion, put it in boiling water, drain it, pat it dry, and then continue cooking with it, or slice it or do something like that. Um, those kind of things are what I look for. Um, I'll buy like potatoes, slice them, parboil them, and then put them in my air fryer. So I don't need that much cooking time. And put fish fillets on them and then bake them with it. And we don't have to use butter. We can just brush the fish fillets with a little bit of avocado oil, which is a healthy oil for you. And healthy oils are non-saturated fats. They're unsaturated. They're good. So avocado oil. Um, I know people like canola. I don't. It has a little aftertaste. I prefer olive oil. Um, and you use that in your dressings as well. But just by brushing it on, you're not using an enormous amount of oils. Lots of seasoning, lots of fresh herbs. Make a little herb. Um, oil by taking Italian parsley, a little bit of lemon rind, olive oil, salt and pepper and other seasonings, blend it and brush it on your fish. You can't believe how amazing that is. And you don't need to buy expensive salmon. 
You can buy the cheapest fish available, like a nice big piece of hake, which, by the way, is not as cheap as it used to be, as we all know. But to do one piece of fish and do it on a bed of vegetables and bake it together, and it's a one-tray bake. You know, I hate cleaning lots of dishes, and that's my thing, is I'd rather work with one sheet. Use a bit of baking paper bottom or an air, a liner in your air fryer and you can cook this up in, in literally 15 minutes do the potatoes first I've given you that recipe as well so the potatoes can be baked put your fish on top and finish it off and high temperatures give you color so the quicker you cook the more you retain the goodness in the in the in the vegetables and the and the proteins uh, so What's in season at the moment in South Africa are strawberries coming into season, but you'll find blueberries and raspberries really, really expensive, but they are good for you. So use them um, into a, a make a coulis if you have to, if they're going bad. I do a lot of that. Take the fruit, process it, freeze it so that I've got it. You know, I don't want to waste good money on herbs or strawberries or anything that's expensive. Um, especially like basil and parsley. So I make parsley oils or pesto. And you know that if you add nutritional yeast to basil with your oil and um, a little bit of uh, nuts, you don't need to use parmesan. You can actually make it as a part of um, basil because nutritional yeast replaces the parmesan taste and it gives it exactly the same taste. So I freeze them in small containers, take it out, add it to my tomatoes, you can dot it onto your Parmigiano. You can make a beautiful tomato and mozzarella salad. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that one needs to think of when you're buying food. How far can it go? What can I, you know, what can I make that will feed a whole family that will suit all tastes? Um, our squashes are coming into season. So beautiful butternuts, make butternut soup or a carrot soup. Um, add ginger. Ginger is very healthy. Just a little touch of it, not a lot, because ginger is 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 very good for you. I'm rambling on. Hey, can, I bit, you, can, can I ask you? Can Look I ask you? Can I ask you? Sharon, maybe can, can we talk? I'm intrigued about the air fryer. I think that a lot of people today do have air fryers. Maybe give us some ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I like I, I use my air fryer really just for vegetables. Maybe once in a while I know I've stuck a chicken in there. Give us some air fryer. I think that's also such a good idea with load shedding. You know, we we know to limit that time and to cut the time in half. Air fryer sounds like a great idea. Yeah, in fact, in fact, yesterday I was, not yesterday, on the weekend I was um, shopping and I was standing in the till ready to pay and I saw there was a cookbook that was just an air fryer cookbook. I, ne- I nearly bought it. So give, give us some ideas about what we could do with our air fryer. I use my air fryer every single day. Okay, first of all, it's one of the nicest and quickest ways of cooking because it's much more concentrated, so it cooks faster. That's the first thing. If you're going to buy one, you need to buy a good size one if you have a big family or if it's just two of you, it doesn't need to be. So you can do fish in there. The highest temperature is 200 degrees. So it has to be on 200 degrees to get color because your fish will generally take not longer than 12 minutes. And that's the good part about it. So even if you have load shedding, you could pre-cook and literally keep it warm or basically it's done before the load shedding or once your load shedding is over, turn it on for three minutes to finish it off. You could bake small lasagnas 
in the air fryer in foil containers, or you can buy these silicone containers now that actually hold the food and are so easy to clean. It's a pleasure. I use a lot of the baking paper or that little, that thin brown one that looks like a tart that you can buy in packs in the air fryer to prevent it having to be cleaned. So it's not just for reheating uh, frozen chips and things like that. We do a whole chicken in literally 60 minutes. Wow. 30 minutes one side, 30 minutes the other side, and it's done. Seasoned with a little bit of um, seasoning rubbed all over. It is the crispiest, most delicious chicken you'll ever taste. And On what temperature do you do mess, the chicken? So you're not having ovens and waste I do it on 180. So normally 180, 30 minutes one side, 30 minutes the other side. If it's a big chicken, maybe add on another 10 minutes maximum. But because it's so concentrated, you're going to get it very, very brown, and it's going to cook very fast, so you don't want your breast to dry out. Chicken pieces, if you don't have a, a big enough oven for a whole chicken. So normally the chicken's quite high. You have to flatten it. Um, but otherwise, chicken pieces work beautifully. Fish, if you're doing salmon, skin side down, season, a little bit of oil, just rubbed over it or any fish, and 200, you have to go maximum to get the color. Chops, hamburger patties, um, pastries. Pastries actually need to go on a lower temperature because the, the temperature is so high and concentrated. So if I'm heating up pierogan, for example, or I'm doing a little um, pizza base, pizzas for the kids um, that I make, then they literally take five minutes. Five minutes. That's that's the total. Do you do you make these do you do you make these things from start? Like one of the things that intrigues me, I haven't I haven't had the guts to try it. Do you bake in the air fryer? You can bake in the air fryer. Are you talking about a sweet perspective? I, I'm talking like I, like I know the vegetables. I've I've tried the chicken. I make my salmon in there when I'm like in a big rush. I just put in the salmon and it's 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 marvelous. Like, but I do know that people talk about well, yeah, you can make muffins, you can make a cake, you can make chocolate chip cookies. Have you, so you done? You should be able to on a lower temperature. Good question. So you've got to lower the temperature. So the one thing about baking in the air fryer is you have to cover with foil. Uh, for the first part of the baking. So, so say it's 20 minutes, you would normally make, make a muffin. You'll do it on 160, covered with a loose cover of foil, just to keep the top not from, because otherwise it, it rises too fast, and then it drops, and then uncover and do another maybe five, seven minutes on 180 for the color at the end. It's a big thing about covering it when you're baking, so that you get that rise, um, because the temperature is so concentrated. Um, but you can use beautiful little silicone pans to bake in. Um, the paper ones tend to fall over a bit, I find, in, in, in the air fryer. But you, you can't believe what's available as far as for cleaning purposes. So I sell Teflon liners, a pan liner actually, that I put under my rack that catches all the drippings. So I don't have to clean the air fryer a lot. You know, that's a big thing. Can I ask um, you something else? Can I ask you something yeah. else about air fry? So, would mm. would you would you be able to take a a muffin recipe and just transfer it into the like? So, if it says bake your bake your muffins, put it at uh, for twenty to twenty five minutes on one eighty in a normal oven. How would you translate that into an air fryer? So it's one sixty 
covered with foil for the first 10 minutes, then uncover on 180 for another 10, maybe seven, because it's so high in temperature. You have to cover the for the first part of the cooking. You can also take an silicone pan and bake it as one thing instead of muffins if you wanted to. That would work as well. You know what another great tip that I've got for you for low chilling is? It's, a lot of us have gas bras. I don't know about you, but we have gas bras. So if you use the gas bra as an oven, we hmm. both the outside burns on and the middle off. You'll get it to the 200, 180. I have baked a whole lasagna in the middle of the bra um, or chicken pieces, exact normal time, using gas as an oven. And it works. I love that idea. Oh, my goodness. No more electricity bills. <laughs> that was my husband's, my husband's thing because, it's, you know, if you need big, big quantities, so you could take a foil container, put your chicken pieces in there, season them, do whatever you need, both outside burners on, middle burner off. It's indirect heat is what you're doing, but you're creating an oven. Well, then, Sharon, and you can really do anything. You can make roast vegetables like that. Roast vegetables. You could do um, fish and do beautiful fish like that um, if I'm doing a whole side of fish. Um, anything, basically. Any pasta dishes you can bake. It really works out fantastically, I must say. And that's that's a good thing for also for reheating. So if you've air fried, just put your, your gas brown low, even if you have to put on a big warm jacket to go out <laughs> in winter, and then basically just use it as an oven. And it actually saves and, and get your food nice and hot. We don't have to worry about hot trays and all this sort of stuff and having inverters, generators, blah, blah, blah. I the think one of the live. things, I think one of the things that, 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 that South Africans are changing their minds about, right? Is that we very much were electric stoves, electric ovens, hot trays, all of those things. And slowly we are needing to change the way we cook and understand gas, understand, uh, you know, understand air fryers. In fact, um, I gotta tell you, we're going away in about two weeks time. And I called up the resort and I said to them, like, what cooking facilities have you got? And they said, no, they've only got an electric, even though I wouldn't really use it, right? Just in terms of cash route, but, um, there's load shedding as well. I, in fact, today I'm getting delivered like two gas, uh, plates that are actually in a travel case. So you just take it with you. Open it up. One with a little canister. Yes, yes. And, and, and I thought that like, that's a fair, but one for meat, one for milk. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I'm loving this bride. Yeah. I think that's the most genius thing. You have a hot meal. It's all contained. You don't have to worry about electricity. Friday nights, everything's warm and ready. Fantastic. Or, or Faggy, you can change your electric <laughs> stove and oven to, to, to gas. No, the gas, gas ovens though, Sharon, gas ovens don't bake as well as an electric oven. Yeah, let's exactly. talk about gas ovens. No. Let's talk about gas ovens. So, so I think one has to plan one's cooking. That's a huge factor. If you know you have load shedding at dinner time, I would do a stir fry or something that I can do on the stove. On gas, I never would do something that I need to use an oven for. That's how I plan my meals. So it's anything that I can do on the stove, whether I pan fry the fish or whether we just do vegetable stir fry with chicken strips in it, whether it's, you know, for chocolate or whatever it may be. So that's really what it's about. But if you buy those little ones in the black case with the, with the canisters, they work fantastically. They really do. You can do whatever whether it's grilling uh, meat or anything, and that actually would obviously work on a bra as well. 
but you have, it's about planning your cooking. We can't go like, okay, we'll just open the oven. And you're right, Fergie, the gas ovens are not as hot. You have to really raise the temperature, I find, in a gas oven. I think it's not only the heat. Is it not the thermofan that doesn't get the heat, um, you know, circulated correctly to bake a cake properly? Some are better than others, but you have to increase your temperature by 20 degrees. So if it's 180, you go to 200 because the gas is a lower... Uh, fan as the lower fan element than a normal electric oven does. So if I'm making chalas, for example, on a Friday, I plan my baking around that. I plan making the dough, letting it rest, then I know I'm off till four o'clock, so I've got to bake before four o'clock. Do you know what I'm saying? I just have to, or I have to do it the day before and then literally just warm it up so I wrap it in foil and a ziplock and I know. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. This is 101.9 High FM. We are speaking to Sharon Glass. Um, Sharon, Shavuot is almost 24 hours um, in, in time. And, oh you know, as I said at the beginning, we, we are in a flurry as to what to make. There's a lot of us that can't handle dairy, can't handle gluten. Let's talk about dairy-free options or or uh, substitutes for dairy that still allow people to, I don't know, can we enjoy a, che- a pair of cheese blinzer? No, you just don't make the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you just the don't cheese. eat them. <laughs> no, you just don't make them with cheese, she said. <laughs> or gluten. Good luck, Adel. Yeah, when you yeah, find that recipe, you let me know. But you know what? I think that there are amazing milks, different milks around, like oat milks and almond milks, which we never used to have. Soy milk was the only substitute and actually had a revolting taste to it. Whereas if you make your your blintz with actually uh, almond milk or, or oat milk, you don't even taste the difference. So that for me is a big thing. I think also that we need to think of cheesecake. What's, what's the first thing you think of? Cheese blinzers and cheesecake, right? So do you have a cheesecake or don't you have a cheesecake? Take a lactate. prevent <laughs> 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 you and allow you to have some dairy. <laughs> Seriously. Um, you know, you can have desserts like apple crisps. I've got a beautiful recipe that I've given you where you do smashed apples, baked apples, um, because you'll peel them, cut them in half, half bake them and use honey. Honey is a very good antioxidant. It contains amino acids. We, we automatically think of sprinkling lots of brown sugar, dotting it with butter. We don't have to do that. I mean, I love butter, but in small quantities, it's fine. Um, and if you can't have butter, obviously, I would not go the margarine route, to be honest with you. I'd rather do coconut oil from that aspect. It's far healthier. But... Um, Unfortunately, with the dairy, the only good, the only thing that I can say is that Woolworths have a range of non-dairy cheeses or lactose-free cheeses that are unbelievable. And I think there are some kosher options available. You could use tofu as a creamer. Um, you can't make a whole tofu cheesecake, but you could use tofu creamed. And tofu actually is very, very healthy for you. And that would be a creamy option. That you can use in so you can also use um cashews. Can you make like a cashew like cream? And it doesn't. Yeah, but it gets very thick. So you've got to soak them first in water. 
but you can buy cashew butters and obviously then just um, loosen them up with some water or some soya uh, oat milk or almond milk. That you could do. I think that you need to rather drizzle it with a little bit of honey or lince and pretend it's got um, cheese in it if you're going to do that. But I would do apples. I would do really, I would do softened apples in there and lightly fry them or bake them. Ah, my best is cheese blintzes with lots of cream poured over and cinnamon sugar and then baked in the oven. I mean, how healthy is that? <laughs> Not at all. Okay. You, you only live once, right? You only live once. Look, I think also we can have like a real healthy meal with fish and salads and, you know, roasted vegetables and then have your little and treats at the end. That's okay. But you know what? Instead of using, say, tennis biscuits as the base of a cheesecake, take a gluten-free granola, for example, crush it, use that as the base. Take almond flour if you are gluten intolerant. You know that that is a healthier option. Use honey in the cheesecake instead of lots and lots of sugar. You know, those kind of things do make a difference. And I think that really, that really um, works for you. As far as um, recipes go, I've given you some, a, a quinoa and um, spinach patty that has no dairy in it. So normally patties need like a cheese to bind them or a fish cake needs Yum. a cheese to bind them. You could actually take gluten-free rolled oats, process it, and put that into your patty to bind it. And that would work with an egg white and an egg. And the spinach and the quinoa, cooked quinoa, very healthy for you. And lightly pan fry them or air fry them. And you can spray them with an olive oil spray. So if you can't get, I know that the spritzer spray is a much easier one to use than that cook and bake olive oil spray. But just a little bit of olive oil spray on a pan liner in the air fryer works beautifully. No electricity. You have a delicious, delicious butter bean patty also that I always make. It's so delicious. Yes. And butter bean, butter bean instead of hummus actually works well, you know, as a, as a substitute. You can do that, that butter bean creamed is very nice and creamy. So you know, it's also you know, delicious creamed is cauliflower. Cauliflower creamed is delicious. Cauliflower soup is amazing, and you can have a creamy cauliflower soup with no dairy, and that's incredible as well. It doesn't even – the best part is don't tell them it's cauliflower. They won't even know the difference. <laughs> it's, but it's true. You can really think of a lot of options. Cooked cauliflower, very healthy for you. Broccoli, healthy for you. You know, the spinach. Ba- I love baby spinaches. Eggplant in there, lots of t- – um, so I'm a tomato. I love tomatoes, whether they're roasted or whatever. In fact, if I buy little rows of tomatoes and they're not uh, keeping nasty in the fridge, I'll just roast them in the air fryer in a little pan, eight minutes on 180 degrees, and I've got delicious roasted tomatoes that I can just smash and add into anything. Um, you know, and that's the kind of cooking one needs to do. You don't have to run out to the shops. Take what you've got, use it. Um, Clement Gold juices now squeezed over a chicken even, you know, with a little bit of mustard. Make it into a sauce, spread that over your chicken for a bit of a change, you know. Um, even over fish. Um, it's nice to mix citruses and, and that sort of thing. So so there are so many options. It's actually just amazing. You could make fish cakes. You can do really anything available. And, and to try and make it, as I said, as economic as possible and as, to spread it as much. Big households find it very difficult and very costly to feed people, and, and, and that's your whole family. 
Um, and a lot of people don't have the same budgets. They just don't. So we can't go out and buy fresh salmon. It's not so simple, you know. We have to think of ways that we can feed our families with healthy proteins. And proteins we know are very nutritious, but also lots of vegetables. I think we need to go a lot of the vegetable route and, and look at chickpeas, look at quinoa, look at um, lentils. beautiful couscouses mixed. Lentils are very healthy. So you could add lentils into your soups because they bulk. And when you blend them, um, they give you a very nice thickening. So hearty, hearty soups. We're in winter. That's what I would do. You know, um, my instant pot is the best thing as well because really put it in and an hour and a half later, you've got the best soup ever or an hour for a butternut soup and that's it. You never need to look at it. You literally put it in, bye-bye, and off you go, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you buy a, an appliance and you never use them. Air fryer, instant pot, best things ever, really. And you can use it as a slow cooker, by the way. I think I think um, what's, so, important, what's important to say, and I asked the question, I think, because of the internet uh, connectivity, um, I don't, I don't think it got through to you. And that is that, that people complain about the fact that eating healthy is expensive. But in truth, when I know that I go and I spend maybe a thousand rand on vegetables, but not a thousand rand on every sauce and every rubbish, you know, um, it, it, it actually isn't so expensive. There's a lot of vegetables that are pretty cheap that go a very, very long way. And I was listening to a podcast of a bike. I think she's a Swedish biochemist. And she went and said that even for people to feel full, if you change the way, the order in which you eat, mm-hmm. right, you will land up like eating more healthier and you'll feel fuller quicker. Meaning she said when you're sitting down to eat, eat your vegetables first, then eat your protein. And then if there's carbohydrate, you know, eat that. And she says you'll eat far less of that. And you will be spending also, less. Yeah. yeah you, you, she you will be spending less as well because you're filling up on, on good stuff as opposed to sitting down and starting to eat a lot of sugary and carbohydrate, carbohydrates, which immediately spike your sugar and make you even more hungry. And then you, you know, you overindulge. We've got, we've got one or two minutes left. Literally, Sharon, what would you like to leave our listeners with? What I'd like to leave your listeners with is look on the shelf. There are such amazing options, gluten free options. They're different flowers that you can use. The only problem with them is the consistency does change. You cannot use a rice flour or an almond flour the same way that you can a normal or purpose or baking flour, a cake flour, because almond flour is very heavy. So you have to use a zillium, um, zillium husk to actually give it an, an eggs to lift it. Seeds, lots of seeds. Those are very healthy for you as gluten-free options. Um, I just have to say one thing quickly. The way you, you said you always eat your vegetables first and then your protein. My, my granny, my granny, and that was many, many years ago when I was a little girl going to Port Elizabeth on holiday, said you have to eat in order. So you eat actually a pawpaw first, then your vegetables, and then your protein. Because the way you digest it, it goes down, the protein goes down the last. It's the hardest thing to digest. So by the time you get to the protein, you're actually full from the vegetables. You've eaten your fruit, and you have to eat in that order. And she wasn't wrong, because if you go to dietitians, they say, we don't need that carb. We mustn't start our meal with, uh, we have to have a roll, you know. We, we, we basically can eat the vegetables and the salady stuff and, and 
use that from a nutritional point of view. But look out for what's available from non-dairy points of view. Look out for what's available, gluten-free. And you're right, don't spend money on sauces. Because for me, in fact, I laugh about the chicken that's made with mayonnaise, chutney, and coke. Do you remember that recipe? I can actually (laughs) hyperventilate when I hear that. And soup mix. Anything into your body. MSG soup mix. Oh, that onion soup mix. It was, it, it's possibly the worst things that you could put in your body. So on that note, I think that we should just say, be aware of what you buy. Be aware of what you can afford and buy nutritional, you know, buy healthy, fresh, fresh, fresh ingredients. There you um, have it. Thank you very, very much, Sharon, for your wisdom and for inspiring us. I'm going to um, change a few things. Yeah, on, on, I told on, you, Adel, don't start your list yet. <laughs> and for anybody who is part of our Healthy You, Wealthy You WhatsApp group, these um some of the recipes that uh, Sharon is go- has shared with us. We are going to be putting it on the group. If you're not on the group, then get on the group. You have to send an email to info at chaifm.com. Give us your name, give us your number, and we will gladly join you. And uh, what's left to say is have a wonderful Shavuot. Sharon, thank you so much for joining us. Faggy, as always, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, and I hope, hopefully this, this year people will have a much more healthier Shavuot. And, yes, of course, as Faggy says, you can eat well and then cheat on the cheese blitzer. This is 101.9 Chai FM.